The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one about whom Moses wrote in the law and also the prophets, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. But Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come from Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Here is a true child of Israel. There is no duplicity in him. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. And he said to him, Amen. Amen. I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. When one travels, there are two basic ways to get someplace. One way is to say, let's just go down the road. We're not sure where we're going, but we'll know it when we get there. And the other is to know where you're going ahead of time and plan your route. And while we chuckle over that contrast, the reality is all too many of us move through life the first way without a direction, without a plan, figuring we'll find out where we're going because life is an adventure and hopefully we'll know when we get there. And all too many who live that way find out that when they get there, it's not someplace they want it to be in the first place. And if we're not careful, spiritually, when we consider our faith, we sometimes fall into the trap of thinking that that first way is how God works. Adam and Eve fell in the garden and then God had a seat of the pants everything. And, well, okay, everything's broken now. We'll have to begin fixing things. And so God starts doing stuff and eventually, on the other side, Jesus comes out and the church comes out. In other words we look at the mystery of the church as something that sort of accidentally emerged from the chaos of the world. And that's not true. And our first reading, in fact, makes that abundantly, abundantly clear with this depiction of the Bride of Christ, the new people of God. And while on the one hand, it 
celebrates the 12 tribes of Israel, it makes clear that the people of God is not founded on Israel. What an interesting statement that is. But the foundation stones upon which the gates named after the 12 tribes sit are the 12 apostles of the Lamb. The foundation is, in fact, the church. Even though in time the church comes afterward, even though in time, in a sense, the church comes last, the church is where God was going all the time. The church is the reason Israel exists. The church is the reason there was a call of Abraham. The church is the reason why Moses wrote and the prophets spoke. The foundation stones are not the promises to Israel. The foundation stones are not the patriarchs. The foundation stones are not the prophets, and that is not to say they are unimportant. The foundation stones are the apostolic witness. Abraham is called because God will send his son into the world. The prophets speak their messages because Jesus will save us. And the salvation brought by Christ into the world will be announced fully and completely, not by prophet, not by Moses, not by Abraham, but by the 12 apostles who go into the world bringing the victorious news of his resurrection. God doesn't say, let's just start moving and we'll find out where we are when we get there. The Almighty always knows where he's going. And when the Lord decided to save you and me when Adam and Eve fell in the garden, that same Lord who saw Nathaniel sitting under the fig tree could say the same about you right now. Before you were ever brought to the church to be baptized by your parents, I saw you finding the shady spot at Our Lady of the Island. I saw you under the tree. Because the Lord who saw man in need of salvation under the trees in the garden didn't just see Nathaniel Bartholomew there that day. He saw you. And he saw me. And in seeing you and setting his eyes on you, he saw his church founded on the victory of his son. And he saw Nathaniel that day, whose witness would come to you. And in seeing all of that, he saw Abraham, and he saw Moses, and he saw David. It's not simply, and it's not enough to say the New Testament continues the old and completes it. The New Testament is the reason the old exists in the first place. 
The church isn't simply the completion or the continuation of Israel. The church is the reason Israel existed in the first place. And that's not to say that Israel has no meaning and no value. But it is to say, as the church has always said, Jesus Christ is the heart and soul of all of this, the center of all of this. And only in the end can we understand the beginning. But you never thought we'd be talking about you guys sitting under a tree today, did you? Neither did Nathanael on the day that Jesus spoke to him. But this statement of the Lord, before you were called, I saw you. Before you ever made a movement in the direction of me, I saw you. Before ever the word about me was brought to you, I saw you. The Lord knows exactly where he's going. The goal is your salvation and your being gathered into his people and his kingdom and his people and his kingdom does not randomly come into being. It is set on a rock-solid foundation, the foundation of the apostolic witness. Those 12 apostles to whom Jesus entrusted the continuation of his mission. When we call ourselves an apostolic church, we are saying something very, very important. On the one hand, we are speaking of the church being sent out into the world to seek out those many who sit under the tree as Philip did when he found his friend. Because while we are sitting under the tree, the Lord has seen us. And seeing us, he has sent someone. Before Abraham was born, the church was sent to call you. Before Moses wrote, before Moses gave the law, the church was sent to call you. All of these other things are part of the way the call of God would come to you. But to say that the church is apostolic doesn't simply mean that it's sent, that it has a mission. It is to say it has a continuity with somebody. It is founded on something and someone concrete. It is founded on the testimony of those 12 who outside of the Virgin Mary were closer to Jesus than anyone those 12 to whom he entrusted his teaching, those 12 to whom he entrusted his mission. And in an unbroken line from Bartholomew and his brother apostles to today, this church still stands. And so in that marvelous first reading, 
this vision of the glorious bride of the Lamb is a vision of that glorious new people founded on the foundation stones of the 12 apostles. So when we celebrate Bartholomew, when we celebrate any of the apostles, we celebrate who we are. We celebrate that way in his plan, in his love, in his providence. The Lord, in deciding to save you, saw his church going to you. And all of these other things come into being in relation to the church. The church doesn't have 12 apostles because Israel had 12 tribes. Israel has 12 tribes because the Lord will have 12 apostles. Abraham is not called simply because God wants to found a new people named Israel. Abraham is called because the Lord will send his son into the world and his son will establish a new people out of the people that God starts with Abraham. And so it is that when Philip comes to Nathanael, his friend, what does he say? We have found the one about whom Moses wrote. Notice what he's saying. Moses didn't write about the law. Moses didn't write about a covenant only. Moses wrote about a person. And if you want to know what Moses wrote about, you have to know him. We have found the one about whom the prophets spoke. The prophets didn't just speak warnings. They didn't just speak messages of peace and consolation and renewal. The center of their speech was a person. And if you want to know what the prophets said, I've found him because he is what they said. Moses, Jesus is what Moses wrote. What Moses wrote in anticipation, what the prophets spoke in anticipation and promise, the apostles announced and witnessed in reality, in his fullness. What a great thing. And so I can say to you in all certainty what Philip said to Nathaniel, I have found the one about whom Moses wrote. I have found the one about whom the prophets spoke. And I have found the one to whom the apostles witnessed. And I can say again with Philip, as our friend Nathaniel, also called Bartholomew, heard that day, come and meet him. You who sit under the trees, come forward, stretch out your hands, and meet him.
because he's here. How beautiful is that? And don't be surprised if when you go back to your bench in your heart you hear, before the crazy priest said anything to you today, I saw you camping out in that shady spot because I've known you all this time. What a great mystery this is. But notice how for us, saying that we're apostolic isn't theoretical, it's real. The same thing that happened with Bartholomew happens with us. And why? Because he and Philip and their brother apostles went out to witness to this same Jesus Christ. Because Jesus is the goal. Jesus is the end. Jesus is the destination. And the people of God is the people of Jesus Christ. And the foundation stone is nothing less than the witness, the great witness of those 12 apostles to his victory and to the salvation that he has won for us. And today, because of that witness, because the Lord desired this from the very beginning, we can come forward and stretch out our hands to the bread of life that the, that the same Lord Jesus Christ gives to the world through the ministry of those 12 apostles. Amen.